We're going to build a lot of stuff later this year, and I think we'll build more stuff than I've ever built before. That's a mouthful. Hello and welcome to the Naked Tech Podcast, where here to strip down the latest trends and innovations happening in the world of technology. I'm your friend Jeff Kim. My name is Kelvin Lee, and I know how to solve the AI copyright issue. You've, you've done it, Kelvin. I've solved it, obviously. You, you want to give New York Times a call? <laughs> so, okay, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nerd out a little bit here. So, there was, uh, to give everyone a bit of context, there was a case last couple of weeks where the New York Times was suing OpenAI because it ingested their articles that was meant to be behind a paywall. Is, is that the rough gist of it? Has AI figured out how to get through the paywall, or are you saying OpenAI actually physically paid? To, I mean, I, it's not it's not much, I suppose. I mean, if they're spending billions on GPUs. Yeah, without going through the absolute details of everything, basically, what do we do about these AIs ingesting books and articles? And how do we solve the whole royalties and issue and the copyright issue, et cetera, et cetera? So here's my question. Search engines have been doing it since the dawn of the internet with crawlers and everything. Why doesn't it just read the robots.txt? There, there, I believe there is a robots-like file that you can have for AI uh, scraping these days. Yes. So yes. For, for everybody else who isn't an SEO nerd like Jeff and I, when a, when a when search engine crawler hits your website, it reads a file called robots.txt to sort of understand where you want to go and where you follow don't no want follow. to go. Follow, no follow. Follow, no follow. No index, you know, full index. Why don't they just do that now? What is the issue here? And what am I missing? I don't understand. Does, does Are they saying that OpenAI is not respecting the direction that it's giving the crawler or whatever OpenAI uses? This is so different for search engine. I mean, the the language models, let's say even GPT-3, 3.5, that uh, is a free version for OpenAI right now. That was that model was trained, you know, years ago, right? Like we're talking like 2018, I think. Uh, I see. Um, so that they wouldn't have had that set up, but I think going forward, that that is a you know legitimate way to do it. And I think they, you know, if if they haven't come up with a a set of standards there, like they, I think they'll, they'll, that'll be implemented pretty soon. Is this one of your predictions, by the way? No, no I just wanted to, you know, that was just my opening for the episode. But that's a good mm. segue into episode 175, where we wish everyone a happy new year and we give you our predictions of the year. Uh, we're usually about 20% right uh, going at this rate for the last. Well, let, let's years. let's uh, be the judge of that because uh, I thought I thought I'll pu- pull up. We had a couple of year high, years of hiatus, and uh, so we didn't do uh, the COVID field um, predictions. However, do you do you have it up, uh, Kelvin? Yeah, you go uh, ahead. I'm going to pull it up. Okay, so I've I've got it in the show notes uh, folder in our fabric. Um, so let's let's start with 2020 then. Yes. So the last um, last two years we did this was 2020 and 2021. So it was through COVID actually, but 2020, technically before COVID. Um, so I just uh, pulled up a couple f- uh, from each of us. Uh, Kelvin, you predicted in 2020 that Project Artemis, which is NASA's new mission to get to uh, Mars via the moon, uh, Project Artemis is to launch, is to launch in 2020, which I think did happen perhaps. Maybe it didn't launch 
that e maybe last year, but you you did add that um, there was a view to uh, to put a man on the moon in the year 2024, which happens to be this year. Let's put it up there. <laughs> so that this is like a I don't know like a delayed prediction from four years ago. Wow, was that four years ago really? Um, and I think I think you could be right. A person yeah, I, I like yeah. I like my other two predictions as well. Valve will launch Half Life in the second half of 2020, which mm -hmm. I will have to confirm whether they launched Alex, the VR version that you were playing a while back. Mm -hmm. And the Nix iPhone will not have a USB port, <laughs> which I was right <laughs> for 2020. Will not. Oh, okay. Uh, well, they have it yes. now. It's four years late, really. Yes, um, I, I did say that year in 2020, Apple will buy HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Still hasn't has not happened. Um, hey, it might happen twenty twenty four. You never know. I mean, Apple TV. I think it was quite fresh back then. Um, trying to think back now, but like I, I really loved the Apple TV content these days. Lots of good sci fi. Uh, there was Silo. I don't know if you got to watch any of those Apple I shows. I did. Kelvin. I did watch Silo. Um, mm. I think they did better than Disney in twenty twenty three. Mm, Disney, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I think Disney could be one of my uh, of my predictions this year. But um, yes, Apple TV doing some good good things. Uh, let's let's go to twenty twenty one. Our last set of uh, predictions. Got a couple each from. Oh, you got it on our blog post. So I'm reading something else. But here we go. I said that uh, SpaceX will successfully launch and land this uh, land a Starship prototype after going to low orbit and back. They haven't done uh, it yet, right? <laughs> so they didn't. They didn't land it. It didn't quite make it to orbit. But I think I wanted yeah. to add this one because um, just uh, in November they did launch an integrated uh, or uh, integrated like a full flight with the full setup. wasn't wasn't a prototype at all. That went to orbit, I believe, but it kind of blew up as well. <laughs> Um, so yeah, three years later, we're not, we're not there just yet. Yep. Uh, mine were pretty boring for that year. Oh, Disney plus, there's a Disney plus one. I wanted to call that one out because, um, you said that it'll hit hundred million subscribers. That was three years ago. Guess what it is now? Cause I looked this up, Kelvin. I have no idea. 95. Uh, they're at 150 million now. Um, oh. it might've gone down a little bit in the last six months, but, um, you know, you, you got that. Correct. Uh, I don't know if it happened Ish. that year <laughs> when, it, when it started, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, just just the other uh, older prediction for me, I did say in 2021 that a cinema chain somewhere in the world will introduce some subscription service uh, oh. to um, a streaming service, e.g. The Mandalorian, uh, so forth. So I think I was like a little bit correct here two years later mm -hmm. because um there there was a couple of there were a couple of uh Ahsoka episodes that were in the cinemas before it came to uh Apple uh, sorry um Disney. I don't know if you remember. Did you watch this Ahsoka by the way? I did. Mm. I did. Yes. There there was that one where um I'll try not to spoil it too much, but where there's there are flashbacks oh. to the Clone Wars with a certain character. Um, that, that was all um, in the cinemas first. So, yeah, I don't know. I was half right there. Nothing that came out of Disney last year deserved to go on any big screen anywhere anyway. Um, yeah, we can chat about that in a different Kelvin. episode. Mm -mm -mm. Um, yeah, Disney all around, Star Wars, um, Marvel. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm quite enjoying What If. Oh, I, yeah, I loved What If. If they get Did the you? What If writers to do everything else, I think we've got a we've got a deal here. But don't touch those writers, all right? It's the last good thing about Marvel and Disney, and I think they should not touch it with a ten foot pole. As long as they don't go and strike Kelvin. Oh yeah. All right, let's go to uh, present day. Um, the harp music, bring it back to the present day. I don't, I don't have that clip. I don't have that soundbite. Uh, I'll, I'll have that ready. Make sure. Uh, Twenty twenty four. All right, let's go. Mm. Who wants to go first? Scissors, paper, rock. What should we do? I don't know. You seem more prepared for this episode than me. Yeah, really. Why don't okay. you go first? And I'll... All right. As usual, I'll start with um, a boring one. It's not so fun. I'll, I'll sort of get to the more crazy ones later. But um, our favorite topic, especially from last episode, the browser market share. <laughs> 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 so I, I, I think back in the early days of predictions, we are doing this. But um, okay. Do you know the current... Uh, Breakdown at, at least on desktop. So I'll, I'll read that out. Sixty Chrome. We've got sixty-five. This is as of December oh. twenty twenty-three, and uh, I do have um, a link. You probably don't have it, but um, it's uh, on StatCounter.com. Stat stat That's the one. <laughs> I remember. So Chrome, one. Chrome is sixty-five point two nine. Let's say sixty-five, uh, rounded to sixty-five percent. So still very dominant. Um, I think if you follow the trend, though, it's uh, it's sort of hang on. I need to bring the page back. Yeah, it shot up after November for some reason. So that that's a bit strange. Um, and the next is Edge, which is probably predictable. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to bring up my screen at eleven percent, or let's say twelve percent. Um, Safari is at nine percent. <laughs> Firefox is at seven percent, and the fifth one is Opera at four percent. Yes. That leaves us with, if my math is correct, 2.5% is, is, is the rest. Now, um, a bulk of our last episode was spent talking about my new thing, which is an mm. Arc Browser by the browser company. Uh, now, my prediction is going to be, um, and again, um, we try to make predictions that are quantifiable, that you can measure, and you can definitely say yes or no at the end of the year, uh, unlike um, the Bill Gates of the world who says, oh, AI is going to grow even more this year. You know, We, we don't want to do those sort of predictions. We want to do something that's quite measurable um, and succinct. So I'm going to say... Mm, I, I have to think about this. I think it'll be number six because it's it's not no way it's not even in the charts at all. Arc browser. The, the problem with this prediction is it's based yeah. on Chromium. So mm. does 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 the stat counter measure the browser or is it measuring the tech it uses? Because are all Chromium browsers under Chrome? I don't think so because I think a bulk uh. of those even even. Isn't Safari based on Chromium now? No, Safari is WebKit. Or oh, Edge is actually. Edge is. You're right. Edges, Edge yeah. is. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Let's go with this. Yeah. Um, so there, there is, um, I'll, I'll, you know, put it in the share notes for the for the super nerds out there. Um, I, I do have a Google Docs. Uh, I've sort of downloaded a CSV and got the, the whole chart. There's about 20 different browsers there. Actually, I'm going to open that up. Uh, I'm going to read out some of these browsers because I don't know if you've heard of them. So number number six right now is something called 360 Safe Browser. <laughs> Have you heard of this? Sounds spammy as hell, but keep going. There's IE still in at number seven. Um, IE? Yes, yeah, so I guess that's like... Die, just die. Nine, nine and yeah. So there's, there's, you know, people still running Windows 95 apparently. 
uh, Yandex browser, QQ browser. It's a browser called Cockcock. <laughs> this is not this. This is just bad for YouTube. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> coc, coc. Um, Sugao Explorer. These must be all Chinese ones. There's a whale browser. Uh, Maxton, Sea Monkey, Pal Moon, and you know the the last one is other. So you know, mm. I I don't think unless uh, your theory is correct and Arc Browser is part of Chromium, um, I think it's somewhere in the zero point zero seven percent right now. So it's yep. going to take a lot to be you know number number six even you know to beat three sixty safe browser. But I think um, I'm going with this. I'm going to say safely number six. So that's about one percent. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, to to beat Opera, it'll be three point three. Although Opera has been going down, if you look at the trended uh, sort of uh, chart there, um, you know, a couple of reasons. Uh, Windows is, I believe, very imminent. Yes, it was. Um, I think we said something like spring or something. Yeah, the American spring. If it hasn't already happened, so if Windows uh, users out there, please let us know if you've been able to successfully um, install that. I'm, must, I'm, the- I'm on the waiting list. I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. Okay. So that is imminent. So I think that's one of the factors. Also, you know, the the mobile thing, the mobile app, which is going to be meant to be amazing, um, like a, a whole rethink of what a mobile browser should be. That's what how they're pitching it. Um, I think that's going to sort of garner some momentum. And, you know, it is popular on Twitter and uh, sort of the design circles, engineering circles. So, yes, I'm going to say Arc Browser prediction for yeah. 2024 will be either number five, number six on that list. My biggest worry if for Arc is the browser is something that we use every single day. We're so used to the existing UI. If you think about Opera, Edge, Chrome, Safari, they're all the same. Tabs on top, URL at the top. I get it. doesn't confuse me. I think anyone apart from the early adopters and the, you know, the professional users, pro users, let's call them, it's going to be hard to engage with the masses. Like, why would I replace the, you know, the big globe on my desktop to something new and fancy? It works for me. Oh, my God, it looks like I got hacked. You and I have worked in spaces where we change the font and people think they hacked, they got hacked. It's it's just the, to get over that, you know, that momentum is going to be hard for Arc, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it'll be a big task. But, uh, yeah, like, like we sort of covered last week, I believe in the the team, the company, and, you know, I, th- I think marketing is pretty good. Um, mm. So, yeah, it, it's, I feel like it's one of those where it's going to, like, you know, stay at that very low level or something just going to hit and, you know, just grow that momentum. Like, if, even when Chrome first came out in 2008, I think, um, mm. I remember, I don't think we were working together just um, back then, but um, I, I do remember, like, talking to the, the rest of the team members saying, hey, this Google's just created a new browser like it's it's at zero percent right now what 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 do you think's gonna happen and i think it shut up pretty quickly after that yeah no i want to see what they do in monetization because i want them to survive as a company we know that you know there are companies like brave browser that tried the whole crypto thing and i don't think i don't know if that worked out for them at all but um yeah all the best to arc and we hope you know they provide some competition because that's always good um, so it's down to my prediction at the moment. And the one I want to bring up is we know that Samsung is announcing their AI uh, coming up. I, I need your help with this one because I, I don't know how we're going to measure this. But I actually think Samsung will have a very strong play in the AI space 
for one reason, and that's your washing machine. Ooh. So, because oh, yeah, Samsung too. is probably the only mobile, you know, uh, mobile manufacturer that also does your phone, your washing machine, your vacuum cleaner, your TV, your air conditioning, God knows what else, and they have the power of a whole country behind them, which will adopt anything Samsung related. I think they will get this to the masses quicker than OpenAI, than Google, than you know all the other big players because the convenience of telling Bixby or whatever they're going to call it in the upcoming Bixby, release. I was trying to think of that. <laughs> hey Bixby, switch on my TV, play something for my kids, and also run the dishwasher. Oh, I've run out of dish. I've run out of vegetables in my refrigerator. Space recognition. My Bixby just activated. Um, so, so sorry to every all the Samsung users out there. Um, I just think it's going to be such a cool experience because the AI will know will scan my refrigerator to see if I'm out of blueberries and make an order for me. I think no one else can do that. Mm. Now you're onto something there. Um, so I think you're also referring to the fact that these LLM LLMs are gonna reside locally on the on the devices, mm. um, possibly without the internet as well. So yeah, Samsung is one of those companies that are like really set up for this. I think the promise of the whole IoT, uh, you know, even even when I went to my first South by Southwest in 2011, like, you know, the smart fridge and all that sort of stuff. God, that's like 13 years ago now, Kelvin. Um, you know, like that that promise could be a reality. That that's That's very true. Yeah, but also I think you know you mentioned LLM and this little thing struck in my head. The data that this these devices have, while they're niche and they're a very minute part of your your life, it can actually, you know, put it all together. It actually collects a lot of data about you when you watch TV, when you run the robo vacuum, when you open the fridge, what you pull out of the fridge, when you run your you know your washing machine. Mm. I mean, what what does that provide the LLM to feed back into something useful to you? I think I'd you know a future to, ser- yeah. helper ser- robot thing. <laughs> well, CES is next week, and I think that's probably our next uh, episode subject. But um, that, a lot of this is going to come out. Um, I think uh, LG uh, coming up with a, a pet uh, minder robot um, that does a number of other things. Um, you know that that's something I've been dreaming about for a long time. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it'll be an exciting year. Um, now, I'd, I'd, before we sort of get on to how we can quantify that, um, I'd love to know the sort of the stats around, you know, your typical household, like if they have, say, you know, six or seven different appliances, do they all go for one manufacturer? Um, or, you know, at least, because like, you know, I think per device, if you can talk to your washing machine, that's great. But I think the mm. power is really like if the washing machine can also converse with your toaster <laughs> probably not a good example yeah I, no i see where you're going with this like they've made some headway with matter which is the protocol used for all home iot devices so we're talking light bulbs you know your um, doors and things like that i think that will help make it easier but i think mm. there hasn't been a top layer sort of something like a chat gpt-esque thing a multimodal thing that knows how to you know, sense the temperature or 
the look on your face or something to make an educated decision on how to run mm. the IoT devices. So I think Matter will be the basis for that. I, I think Samsung will do what it does currently with like the Galaxy Watch in the sense that it will give other Android users, other users, some functionality. But if you want to get the full-blown Samsung experience, you're going to have to get a Samsung washing machine. I'm thinking also, like, in terms of, you know, standards and, you know, pr protocols, the single protocol, I think that's mm. that's where Samsung and, you know, the LGs of the world have suffered the last few years. But, like, you know, this is a language model, so they can just talk to each other in language, you know, English or Korean. Yeah, but the thing is whether you would open your LLM up to everybody to, to sort of ingest, right? I mean, if it's mm. under a closed LLM, then... It's not going to work. It's not like a llama or anything like that where you can just put a put a top layer on top and read that. Um, yeah, I don't know how we're going to measure this, but I think, you know, Samsung, we're going to be talking about them in 2025. I mean, this could be a because, prediction for next week where, like, Samsung will make a whole bunch of announcements. Yeah. Um, it, they're not it, doing it, the Galaxy it, one it, just yet, Maybe right? the AI will give that announcement. We'll never know. Mm, it's true, true. All right, good one, good one. Samsung AI Vision. Uh, I'll go to my second one. Okay, on a similar theme, I suppose, and I think a lot of ours uh, tonight will be based off AI, obviously. Um, so my, okay, I'll just say it up front. Bard, as in Google's yeah. AI assistant, Barf. will replace Google Search as the default. <gasps> or will be given as an option to be the default. So This was like your prediction in. a couple of years ago where you said it would go all dark. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen, did it? I mean, it, I, I do like it does follow dark mode. I think doesn't it? I think it does because I'm I think, always I dark mode. So I think I it does. Okay, but yes, yes. I don't. Well, Bing did it. It's not the uh, default. You, there's like a switch. You you sort of do the uh, Bing search, and then the, you know on the side panel, it might give you an option for uh, like an AI response with uh, Bing. Um. But yeah, now with Gemini, um, I think Google have been a little bit reluctant to, you know, go down this path. Just, um, I think they just have, they might have a the, the better AI, right, than OpenAI because they 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 seem to be a little bit, you know, uh, concerned about safety issues with 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 this. Mm. Yeah. So I think I think it depends on that, and I think um, you're right. Bing will probably go first in terms of the default. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think definitely. I I it's the the, the Google homepage is like sacred. Like even uh, you I, add I a mean link, that doesn't have to change, it, Kelvin. I mean, you're just going to get different responses, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, uh yeah. I think it'd be interesting because the one well, don't forget ad money is the number one priority mm. for Google. Mm. Uh, allegedly, um, so I, if they can, if, if if it doesn't touch that, you know, go for your life. I think that can do sponsored um, responses as well. So yeah, um, you know that that's that probably isn't the other reason why this this prediction might not be uh, coming into fruition. But um, yeah, that's that's a pretty clear cut. I think this year, but by, by the end of the year, maybe even like you know July August sort of time frame. I think a lot of this is going to come to a head. Um, I'm also saying this because I had a bit of an experience with my my dad, um, so I've um, shown him how to use Voice uh, Bard Gemini. 
from his uh, the the Mac Mini that I gifted him for Christmas, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he's loving it. He's loving it. And you know, I asked him the other day, "Hey, so do you just use uh, Bard now uh, instead of Google Search?" And he's like, "Yep, hundred percent," with his voice yeah, as well. The, the the reason why your prediction is sound is because of Gemini as well. Mm. I mean, that talk about how powerful Google's Gemini. Um, AI model is, and we haven't even seen what Gemini. What, the, what did they call it? Gemini Pro, was it? Gemini Mini. Um, so yeah, which is not even available yet. You know, the the one where it, the multimodal AI model, where you know you can write something and it automatically knows what's on screen, and you know they have you know Gemini for your phone, and they've got Gemini for your desktop, and then they have the you know the enterprise version that we haven't even seen what the capabilities are. So, yeah. why I mean, not? as usual, the branding is a little bit nuts for for Google products. But um, yeah, like let's just call it Gemini. There's like I think three sizes they call them. Three sizes of Gemini right now. Yeah, um, I'm trying to this, find this is it, the but biggest, it's not easy. Yeah, language model out there. Yeah, no, um, definitely. I I don't see why not. I mean, you know, to add, why don't we do a prediction mini and just say it'll take over the main response from Bing.com and just go full it full full open AI on Bing.com. Yeah, oh, there you one. go. Ultra Pro Nano. Oh, Nano. So Nano yeah. is for on-device. Pro is for wider task. And then Ultra is for highly complex. It, it's yeah, funny, it's, right? It's like, it's all, they almost sound like chips. Mm. Would you yeah, like uh, Gemini Ultra on your iPhone 15 mm. Max Ultra thing? <laughs> We're entering very anyway. strange times, Kelvin. It's going to be the next revolution. All right, so my next one is a little fluffy, but I feel like it's your area of passion. And uh, I've seen some crazy videos on some things the device can do. So my prediction is the MetaQuest 3 will have an enterprise application that is, it's not just for like, you know, design studios or anything like it will actually become a mass adopted device for a particular enterprise application. I haven't decided yet what that would be. I don't know if Adobe will want to partner with Facebook on using some of their pass-through stuff. Uh, But I saw a crazy video where there is this piano app where you load it up onto your Quest 3, you look at your piano, and it just like, you know, these keys start dropping down like your typical AR game, but then it teaches you how to play the piano. And I just thought to myself, oh my God, you're telling me that if I'm in the factory i can look at this machine and if i load up the right app it can actually tell me kelvin you're you know at you added the wrong component to this pcb or you should do this before that i mean the applications for it will be wild but i haven't could i couldn't find any mass adopted enterprise application i think 2024 will be the year for that so you're referring to when you say enterprise you're referring to more the hands-on type of work rather than the you know your average knowledge worker with couple of screens uh, at the desks because that that's already there yeah but you don't see it like you and i okay tell you what when you and i walk into an office and see somebody using <laughs> an, an ar device doing something in the office that's when we know it'll be mass adopted and then that will be the way we judge the accuracy of this prediction i mean yeah it's, it's hard to quantify that but um it, it's almost like if, if it's kind of accepted because I, I feel like that's probably happening already in certain places, like it's not definitely not mass adopted right now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, 
yeah, that th- definitely. I think even even at home, you can use that just to replace your screens, right? Um, you know, they, these things are getting so good. Just the, the fidelity of the pixels and you know um, comfort on your head. Um, pe- people are watching watching these like like you know as a cinema, you know. Yeah, uh, I saw the and, I yeah. saw this funny use case where the guy was doing dishes and he was watching YouTube at the same time. But because of the pass through, you can see the dishes, and then there's like you know YouTube playing. Like it's a quality of life thing, right? I when I do the laundry, I listen to a podcast, not our own. I'm not yeah. that you know crazy. Um, so so that's a possibility, and I think a lot of responsibility will sit with Apple's Vision Pro, obviously, because Apple, Apple, Apple. I don't. I just. I just worry that Apple's going to screw this up, and you know. I don't know. I mean, maybe they don't put enough resources into it. They get distracted by something else. Blah blah blah. Uh, for example, like they're dealing with the whole Apple Watch thing in the U.S. right now, and they don't give it the love and design um, resources it needs to really, you know, engage the masses. When I say masses, I mean people who can afford a four thousand mm-hmm. dollar device in your face. Um, and the Meta is affordable. You know what I mean? And it's, it's 6, good. Six thousand Australia. Yeah. Like mm. just just see what happens. Yeah, I think um, you know with Apple, they're probably all pivoted to you know language models right now or training one. Um, the WWDC is going to be all about that. A new Siri, maybe they they'll rebrand from Siri. Uh, hopefully, mm. I didn't uh, get any devices to go off just now. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, th- I think it is kind of related to um, the whole vision thing, though, because you know. You know, we've we've had Oculus uh, devices. Have you got mm-hmm. the Oculus Rift as well? Yeah, I did. I did sitting um, sitting in my closet. What was what was the main? <laughs> yeah, same. I don't. I don't like. I don't even know how to turn the PC on right now. So, um, the main thing about that was you know the UI. Like you had controllers that they're fine, like playing Beat Saber and things like that. But like if you wanted to, you know, input words, uh, if you wanted to type the keyboard kind of sucks now the the voice recognition um that sort of voice interaction is so good i mean it's it's almost faultless i mean i've got the i use the uh the chat gpt voice assistant now the free version um on my iphone it's it's perfect like if if i'm hungry uh lunch ideas uh whatever it is just any question (laughs) Like it, it understands you perfectly, and she talks back like as if she's Scarlett Johansson. So it's like no complaints mm. from me there. Uh, I think that's the future where like we have some sort of visually augmented digital world in front of us. Um, I think we're you know a few years for that to be adopted by the masses, just because they're so big and bulky right now. But it, it, once they you know get smaller, and I think our input is voice. Like I've always said. No, I, 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 I want to also see what Meta does with the Ray-Bans that they have, whatever they call them, smart glasses, smart something. Or, uh, anyway, I think if, if I think if things from the Quest can trickle down into the Ray-Bans that they have, uh, it'd be interesting to see what, you know, you're walking on the street, I see Jeff, it brings up a little profile thing. Okay. Uh-huh. So prediction is someone, I will maybe see even someone out... use it in the office. Okay, you personally? First. Okay. I was going to say, even if an audience member spots someone with uh, Meta Quest 3s, uh, I don't okay, know. I get, I get 10 points. If I see one, I get five points. Okay. <laughs> if Let's anyone else does. Just, just, one, we just, just need one person. Just one. And no one's laughing at them. 
And no one, and, well, and we can't, you know, it's like different to VR because we we would always be laughing at that person. But now, because of pass through, they can, you know, they can see us laughing yeah, at them. I know. Pew. All right. Again, you've done it again, Calvin, because my next one is related to your last one. Oh. All right. So I might have to send you this link, actually. Um, hit me on me Skype. Hit you on Skype. Let me just grab the URL and, uh, you know. If only, if only AI could do this. Sort of, We'll work work out the uh, the fabric thing for next episode. Um, All right, got your Reddit okay. post. Got my Reddit post. So, Mid Journey. So everyone knows Mid Journey. Don't know if you've played around with that yet, Calvin. But two um, D images, great. Now it's sort of getting into uh, you know video and three D rendering, just just with words. And um, I, you know, I kind of uh, going to go with or agree with the, the CEO of Midjourney's prediction that the holodeck, like in the Star Trek world, um, will be pretty much be possible by the end of the year. So here's his exact quote. Actually, it wasn't a quote. It was someone that heard in a, like a team uh, office hours thing. Um, but he's, oh, it's a bit too small on my screen. So I'm just going to bring up my version. Ooh. Do you want me to read it out? Okay, you, you read it out. Okay, so this is from uh, it's an it's an I still don't know what do you call a tweet now? It's a post. There's an X post by Nick Saint Pierre at Nick Floats saying Mid Journey CEO in office hours just said he thinks that they can get to Holodeck by 2024. We're going to build a lot of stuff later this year, and I think we'll build more stuff than I've ever built before. That's a mouthful. By the end of 2024, hopefully we will have real time open worlds. Holy beep. <laughs> okay. But didn't didn't Google try this web chat thing where it looked kind of 3D two, three years ago? I remember Marquez was looking into it. Um I guess we're we're sort of getting into the beyond the uncanny valley now because like I mean like I think it's gonna feel real. So like going back to you know the Vision Pros, uh, where you know the the graphics is is so good, and if you can render a three D world in real time, um, so like no no one's built this three D world, no one's um, you know produced it with with their you know with their hands, just just from like you've seen those demos where um, you you start with a single image and then AI would sort of paint around it as as you sort of zoom out. Mm-hmm. And, and the world sort of builds and builds. Even even with two uh, D images, that that's you know it's not in real time. It's sort of like it's almost real time, but it's not quite there. But the the way this is progressing, um, the way these visual models, maybe that's a good way to put it, uh, instead of language models, um, are improving, and the some of the, the the video output that's coming through, it's just incredible, man. So it's like since uh, you know when, when did LLM start? Really, it was like November 2022, I think that's when uh, ChatGPT first came out mm-hmm. to the public. It's been like 14 months, 14 months. And look at the progress. Um, so are we talking Princess Leia, come save me, hollow thing? Or are we talking full projection mapping full, of the space around? 3D rendered world. So it's like, then, imagine GTA. And then you project it onto a 2D plane, like a monitor. So you can like walk in that space. So if you if you have a, um, some sort of AR, VR, MR device on your head, you can you can walk around this world. You could like I don't know, maybe you could run, you can drive, 
I see and that, what and we're that world will be painted here. as you go. Um, it'll just I imagine see. into existence rather than. Being so it will procedurally generate as I walk. Yes. Through a. See, this is. I know I come back to this sometimes. So I've been trying to get into the whole, you know, indoor trainer cycling thing. And some of the tech that they use to play a video of a rail place, like, you know, the Alpe d'Huez from Tour de France or whatever it might be. And then it projects a 3D image of you cycling down up the Alpe d'Huez. I'm not talking, you know, so that there is, and then the pace you go is, and the actual pace you go up the Alpe d'Huez, but is that what we're talking about here? Like, as I walk through mm -hmm. um, Mount Everest, I can see Mount Everest, and then I, Okay, okay, okay. It would be very mm -hmm. difficult. Well, I mean, like, right now you, you can tell whether it's digital or not, right? Yes. But I, I think well. know, we're sort of getting to that. Like, this year will, we'll, like, it will be very, very difficult. Like, I've seen some photo generated with uh, version, is it five now or six of Midjourney? Um, some, some of the generated images is like, no, nah, there's no way I you think, can tell difference. I think the fact that now there are only fan models fully generated by AI making millions of dollars a month. I don't think, but I think, you know, you, I think it, it's, it will get by as real and it'll be enough to trick your brain into thinking, I think we can get there. I don't think it's an issue at all. I, you know, we won't be able to tell at some point. Okay. My, my uh, quantifiable example though, um, uh -oh. is that, uh, have you heard of the Las Vegas fear? No. Oh, the, the ball? Yes, of course. The ball. The, the big the ball. ball that projects stuff, yeah. It finally dropped in, in Vegas. It's it's the $6 billion entertainment complex yep. with a digital screen on the outside of this fee. And this thing's massive. Like a, it's a whole arena. Um, and the inside is just as uh, stunning with, with the visuals. So, you know, mm -hmm. I think you two kind of open the, the venue with a set of shows. And I don't know, I don't know if you've seen some of those, uh, some of I that have. footage. Um, so I think um, my if my uh, prediction is correct, they'll use this technology to have some sort of experience in this feed this year. Yeah, sort of I don't think we have enough time November. to cover the whole story behind the sphere, but the cameras that you have to use, the technology, it's not just stitching together an MPEG-4. It costs millions. Not anybody can just pop a film in the sphere. And the idea was to have a sphere on every corner of the globe. There was going to be one in London. There was going to be one here, but the cost and COVID and funding was were all sort of barriers to that. Yep. Yep. All right. Should we get down to the wild and wacky? So it. Uh, my prediction is there will be another player to combat YouTube. Mm. So I've been trying to figure out YouTube's stats the last hour or so and I can't find anything obviously the reason I say that is I've recently jumped off YouTube premium because I think they wanted to charge they, they wanted to double the cost of the plan from like 18 bucks to like 33.50 whatever it is uh, AUD for the family plan and that's absolutely bonkers right I'm not paying $35 a month for no ads we'll get around that not gonna it tell includes, you how. Uh, YouTube kids or is kids free so so kids is kids is part of youtube premium but um i don't let my kids watch youtube anyway but the the ads are now back right for the you know how big is the sun daddy uh, 
So, so those those things are annoying. But you know, if you use a decent browser, any you uh, block and things like that, you can get around it. So, I, I think I think that's going to be a huge issue for YouTube. And I don't, and I think YouTube doesn't mind that they're going to be losing users over this because, for the people who don't mind paying twice, they'll make up for that user who left. Not about that. But I seriously think there will be some sort of service that will not take over YouTube. I think that's just crazy. But would find a way to be financially viable because the amount of storage, compute, and all that to make anyone uploading a YouTube video feasible and making money out of it is is absolutely insane. Um, but I predict that there will be a service. Uh, I, I don't know who it will come from. I know that p there are people like Linus who tried to do Floatplane uh, where any, you know, you can sign up to that service, pay a monthly fee, and you can, you know, watch the creators in that channel and things like that. Um, that could be one possibility where you start getting these closed walled gardens of content. Mm. Do you um, feel like uh, it could be an existing player that just improves their service a little bit or like some something, you know, completely fresh? I, I think either is fine. I, I, I think Vimeo was the only one close. 10, 15 years ago, but now Vimeo is just an awesome video editing tool, believe it or not. Um, so any of the big sort of fang companies can try and tackle this, not that they ever mm. want to, but I think that will, I, I think either the content creators, the big ones like Mr. Beast or whatever it might be, comes together and forms some sort of alliance uh, and builds some sort of platform. I, I just don't think YouTube's model is healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a solution for it, obviously, but there has to be a way to manage content uploads and creation and things like that. It's so easy for anyone to do it. I'm going to uh, offer a couple of um, possibilities here. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe it's a good discussion point. Uh, first one I could I thought of, you know, immediately was uh, Twitter X. Mm. Um, because you know, if Elon has his way, he recently asked Mr. Beast to, you know promote on X. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> it didn't go so well. Uh, embarrassing. Um, but I mean that that's just an example. Like maybe maybe one one of these big creators will go to X just because um for whatever reason. I mean Mr. Mm. Beast is is the number one creator. So that that's that's huge. I think he did say he will try. I think he did say he will try. So you know interesting space and I think you know Elon has a lot a lot of resources and a lot of pull. Um I don't know um maybe we shouldn't talk about it on a podcast like this but like i have seen a, a few tucker carlson episodes on x it's, it's like literally called tucker on x now um <laughs> I, I i like the i like where your head is going i think the other mm. player could be tiktok yep they've got the infrastructure i mean that they're there already they've taken eyeballs off youtube for sure yeah i don't see yeah. why they can't just do the Instead of doing the shorts on YouTube, they just do the mm. YouTube on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like just, just, just let people upload ten minutes. I mean, you got to get kind of philosophical about like what actually is YouTube, Kelvin. I mean, oh, it's not oof. like what is a website? What is user a website? Gener user generated content? Is it more about that? That, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think you know, like we upload the episodes on YouTube. Um, I think, I think it's about long form. Let's put it that way. I think, you know, your 10-minute videos, not your TikToks, not your reels or shorts or anything like that, but actual, like, people who want to watch. There, I mean, a lot of channels are really highly produced. Like, Mr. Beast is one of those examples. He mm. spends millions on a single, you know, 20-minute uh, clip. 
um, you know, him helping out the the poor in Africa. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, build with, wells or whatever build, it is. Building wells. Um, my my second uh, offering, Kelvin. I was thinking mm. um, this this might be a little bit out there, but is uh, Netflix. Mm. Why couldn't Netflix offer a some sort of creator service? Someone like a Mr. Beast. Ima- imagine Mr. Beast on Netflix. That that would work. And and arguably they kind of do that, mm. right? There are some smaller TV shows on. Um, yeah. yeah, because if you look at like Mighty Car Mods, which is one of the biggest sort of Aussie YouTubers in the country, they're, they're on Discovery now. Yep. It's crazy. Like they're on Qantas like airline flight programs like it's it's like i think it will happen i just i just don't think i I don't think youtube will be the king of user generated long-form content oh boy that's a that's a we should have thought about this one (laughs) okay we'll we'll put it up there i'll put it up there now i've got a bonus one maybe to close off unless you've got another one let's go um this one i think um i just thought of this one just earlier and Going back to the whole AI angle, I suppose. Uh, in 2024, this game will not be released. Uh, GTA Grand Theft Auto 6. It'll, I think they've said 2025. We've, we've kind of seen the, uh, the trailer mm-hmm. come out or the, the teaser. Um, you know, and, and you know a lot of speculation around the story and all that. The first female lead. Now, I believe, um, and this is also quantifiable, I think the NPCs are going to be driven by AI. So you like it won't be scripted conversations that you have with NPCs, you know. Oh. So we, and uh, this, this has been much you know talked about the last you know few months. But I think um, the quantifiable part, the measurable part, is that in twenty twenty four, Rockstar will share uh, some sort of examples of that. Um, so they're gonna go full Ryan Reynolds in yep. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. I mean, you could, you could have these conversations with uh, NPCs. Um, I. Do you know you're in a game? Kind of, kind of conversations. Um, yeah. I th- I See, I just happen. wish the game wasn't GTA, because there's Ooh. so much brutality and violence, and mm. you know what they're known for, right? Like, it, it, I, I, I think it will definitely happen. I, I, I like this, um, this add-on. I just can't wait. Like how? Like because everyone's going to be online anyway. It doesn't have to be local on your machine, right? It's not going to blow up your hard drive or anything. You can just keep pinging the GTA LLM. Mm. What would they call it though? Mm. They, they would have to put a lot of safety measures because you know we just you just can't trust humans these days. You, you, you know you can get mm. the NPCs to do all sorts of stuff, right? So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But I think um, there are clever people out there. Um, I mean, like. You know, I would I would love to work on something like that just to figure out like what are the constraints like, how do we you know these are language models. I mean, I often think about AGI and you know we did touch on the P Doom uh, question last week, but um, yeah, like I, I when I interact with you know ChatGPT and all the models, uh, I feel like you got to be sentient some somehow. Like how how are you getting these, you know, the, the context to the very you know, pointed questions and like I hold things back, I hold information back. Yet they they somehow work it out. Um, image creation, all that sort of stuff, is is just crazy to me. So I think you know, another six seven months from now, like the application is going to be amazing and scary. Uh, I'm going to give you a much scarier game. Yeah, that will get AI sentient. The Sims. Mm-hmm. I think that is when the world will end. Wow. 
<laughs> Maybe we're in The Sims right now, Kelvin. How, how could yeah, you know? Yeah, you and I could be in The Sims game, being just pulled we around. And uh, they, made, they make us do podcasts. They're forcing us to do this. Um, anything yeah. else to add before we end the episode? That would be it. Uh, I don't. I have no idea how we've uh, been going for time, but uh, let's let's do the outro. Yeah, exactly. Um, on that very scary note, um, we hope you disagree with us or agree with our predictions. Let us know what you think by emailing us or by going onto any of the major social networks. The starting point will be the website, so please go to nakedtechpodcast.com where you'll find the latest episodes as well as all the different and wacky ways to reach out to us, including X, which I hate to say. That's Kel out. Jeff out. And that was meant to, uh, that music, background music was meant to uh, cycle, but it didn't happen. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, definitely Jeff out. Please let us know what your predictions are for the year. Yeah. May not involve Sims. It's up to you.